I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. People say it's just a waste of time, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. The Premier League is back and so is the Merseyside Derby. It's Friday, 20th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Everybody, good to have you with us. It's Friday. Hold your waters in the air. <laughs> it's too early for the other stuff, but mm. Fantas are allowed. Where's mm. the keys? They're where they should be. They're where right. they should be. Mm. They're on my side. Up your bot, up your bot, bot. Yeah. On your what? side in a little holster. <laughs> yeah. I'm the sheriff of the weekend. Do yeah. you know why Marcus has got his keys on the, ho- on the, on the belt Luke, rather than in his pocket? Because mm. I saw a dog doing it in Buenos Aires. No, because you've got too many girls' phone numbers in your pocket, baby. You can't yes. fit your keys in there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The heartbreak kid of the ramble. The heartbreak kid of <laughs> everybody. Me and um, Pete the Bushwhackers. Are you? <laughs> yeah, Jim's the Undertaker. You've got very low-cut uh, vests on as yeah, we speak. Yeah. And my well, goodness, what a sight. Lick fish. Mm-hmm. You lick fish? We lick fish and we share a bed. lick fish and kiss boys. And one of them is called Luke the Bushwhackers, isn't he? Yes, I believe yeah, so. so. there you go. Perfect. Perfect. I think Perfect. he might be the one who's still alive. One of them died this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. The and sweet release of Bushwhacker Death. God rest whichever one's dead yeah. and condolences to their family. Mm. Yeah. And everyone is in New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Don't look at me like that. You started this. You started I, this. I never started. You, this. you started talking <laughs> you about start, Fanta. You start all of it every a, show. Yeah. It's a rare thing, ladies and gentlemen, when Luke and <laughs> Pete look at me as if to say, come on, move on, on quickly. <laughs> come on, these references are too. Two nineties heavy. Yeah, Come on, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus, yeah. this it's the twentieth of October, which means it's um Ringo fan mill deadline day. Um if you send Ringo Star uh-huh. anything after October twentieth on whatever year it is, he will not be signing it peace and love. Oh, right? okay. So Are the Rolling Stones touring at the moment? They could do something really funny there. <laughs> yeah, they could. <laughs> 
They could. I think they are, actually. They've got yeah. a new album out. I mean, they're it always terrible, aren't they? Well, Eric Cantona said he wants them to support him. He did. So mm. Eric Cantona started making music. Yeah. I've not heard any of it. Presumably, it's like a f- more folky... No, no, no. Serge very... Gainsbourg. No, well, it's it a... sort of changes with every song, by the sounds of it. I would right. say it was... Um, Late um, William, William Sh- no William <laughs> yeah. Shatner. Oh, Trance is it really? Right. Bit, I think bit speaky, very talky. Is it, for yeah. me though, his arrogance about his talents and the music itself uh-huh. is giving me the idea that it might be some kind of methadone kind of patch for your um, obsession with Oasis. What you reckon? You know what I mean? Mm. It sort of brings you back to the nineties quite nicely, and there's that kind of like swagger and arrogance of Oasis. If he was doing, if he's he was coming doing... back to say for honestly, music, the crap that's coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> And also, Wait, get used to it. We're in for now. <laughs> and also, you two always reference the nineties more than I do. But you just, I, I don't. Would. Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to make you love us. I, I, well, it's just lust at the moment. Why don't you respect <laughs> us? Why, why don't, don't you respect you, the bushwhackers? Why don't you let me talk about Liverpool versus Everton? Okay, all right then. A very nineties fixture. Yeah. Do we, do we have to talk How about is it as that well? Nineties. It would shut be, your fat mouth. Yeah, it would be loads in the nineties. I'd like to see you deny that. Yeah. It would. It's more of an eighties fixture when they were both the best two sides. I agree with Mark. More of an 80s fixture than 90s one. Up all of yours. But but Everton did win the FA Cup in 95. Yeah, they did. And they won the league in 85. So, yeah, right. Just saying. That's not relevant to what I'm saying. They were the best two teams in the land in in various uh, moments in the 80s. Just letting people who are new to this show know that I do know a bit about football. Well, I'm just giving (laughs) a bit of background. So, let us. You get angry about funny things. Let us move forward, Mm. Jim, uh, to the modern uh, era. And Everton are looking for just their second win at Anfield this century. Yeah, mm. which sounds worse than it is because it's only twenty three years. Mm. But it's twenty three years. It's a long old time. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it wasn't the um, one of those wins only a couple of seasons ago. So they'll have that wind in their sails. Do you think from only a couple of seasons ago? <laughs> I I'd imagine because they've consistently built so well. Obviously, as we all know. <laughs> well, the, the, the Liverpool versus Everton is also the most drawn game in English football league history. How about that? It's attritional, everybody? isn't it? Mm. It's very attritional. It's not the um, the goal fest that's often the North London derby, is it? No. Well, well, Everton like to, in modern times, sort of trying their very best to keep it tight. There's never a rout, is there, really? It's always pretty evenly balanced because it's a really competitive fixture for one club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp have got a bit of history in the tunnel at Anfield. Mm. Because, oh, I remember this, yeah. Because once they kissed. No. Um, no, they had a spat back in 2021. It was a little said, bum feel, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, well, that's a, quite a serious allegation, Luke Moore. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I'll, and I'll do it repeatedly. <laughs> Carry on. Until I'm up. I didn't, say who felt, I didn't say who felt whose bum. Yeah. Just a bum was felt. Bum yeah. was right, felt. okay. Yeah. Well, it probably wouldn't be Dyche because he had a big long jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think with Klopp and him, it's kind of two very different... Um, you know, you've got a, a good football man against um, <laughs> someone who's regarded as being quite modern in his in his tastes tactically. I think yeah. I think it might so, be so you can really sort of get behind one or the other. It's a real kind of like heel yeah. versus face kind of idea. Are, are we being a bit touch uh, a bit a, a touch harsh on on Dyche? Because at the moment at Everton, I think he's. I think he's carried himself fairly well. I mean, obviously there was that whole um, business with uh, no cares about with Damari Gray going, just... and there was a bit of a spat there. I, I admit, but I suppose that, so. Say Dominic Calvert Lewin, for example. Take him. He's scored a few goals of late, and he said that Sean Dyche's patience in not rushing him back from injuries, other Everton managers have done, is paying mm. off. Now you would think that the reputation that well, certainly we have <laughs> given Dyche, perhaps others, um, that he's you know a bit more old school than I'll oh, get on with it for crying out loud. Mm. You can walk and so on. It's, it's Totally the opposite in that particular situation because Calvert-Lewin has said he has been rushed back from injury and Dice said that he as a player remembers being 
well, he rushed himself back, I suppose, is, is right. how he described He was a, a centre-back, wasn't he, as a player? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Um, and and he said, no, it's really important that Calvert-Lewin, it's it's basically up to him when he comes back, because we can try and cajole him and so on, but he knows his body. Obviously. He's, he's, he's a big hamstring guy, isn't he? Um, big he's hamstring a, guy. Big hamstring guy. <laughs> or oh, not big enough. Yeah, It needs yeah. to be bigger, to be quite frank. He's always out with what, a hamstring. What constitutes a big hamstring guy? You've always got a hamstring injury. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always, it's always, you always feel a bit like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Michael Owen's a massive hamstring guy. <laughs> yeah. Definite. Was this not more complicated to knee sort of situation? He had, a, he had a few. Right. It's all linked, I think. I think mm. when you start to get into a situation where you're out for a long time. So I think they build into the recovery process of a serious knee injury, you're going to get a hamstring. Right. Because it's impossible have to you, train Have you ever properly. done a hamstring? I have. It's yeah, awful. It's awful, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like you've been shot in the back of the leg. It's bad. Mm. And it depends on the severity of it. But if you snap one, yeah. I've never done that. That's yeah. terrible. Surely it's an operation then, isn't it? I think they, serious ones they have to reattach. Yeah. 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 Ugh. 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 There and then on the pitch. Snapping the inside bit of your leg. Yeah. <laughs> Grim. So you're a, big, you're a big ankle guy, aren't you, Pete? Um, uh, these days, groin, unfortunately. Groin guy. Because okay. I've, I've played. that explosive pace. <laughs> <laughs> Those pelvic movements. Yeah. Last time, Pete, last time you talked about playing football was on the show on Monday, I think. Yeah. And you said that you let four goals in in 15 minutes, <laughs> including being lobbed on your line because you're only five foot eight. Yeah. And that was his highlight of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not the worst keeper in the squad, that's all I'm saying. Well, presumably not, because <laughs> you're in the team. Yeah, exactly. It would have been five otherwise. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, David Coote has been handed the VAR role for the game. He was yeah. on VAR back in 2020 when Jordan Pickford injured Virgil van I mean, that was that an time. assault. That yeah. was a full-on assault. Coote decided not to send Pickford off um, based on a marginal offside call. So, are we going to see more anger, Jim Campbell? I th- I th- this kind of narrative, I, maybe I'm forgetting something. Um, or I've got a short memory, but it seems new to me, this idea, or we're sort of, sort of learning about it now, that referees seem to be deliberately kept away, or officials seem to be deliberately kept away from teams that where there's been a controversial Which incident. is mental. I th- exactly. It suggests that PGMO, PG, PGMOL... Mm. Pug- kind of you, say Pug- you can call them Pugmol. Pug- yeah, Just call them Pug- the Pugmol Pug- Pug- yeah. the, the Pug Posse. It, it suggests <laughs> that they don't maybe don't trust their referees to not be overawed by the situation mm. or they don't trust them to be impartial after I don't think that's I don't think like it's that. either but, well, I don't know what it is but it's well, I'll tell you what it is something, they can't be bothered dealing they... with they can't be bothered dealing with all the media and the admin that's what it is yeah think, of course, of course it is Jim they're, 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 is that can't... reasonable I, from Surely there, they should trust from, every referee and every official to be able to do a good job correct. impartially. Yeah. Yes, um, and, and, and perhaps they should stand up for themselves a bit more, but they've got an enormous amount of heat on them and they just think, okay, let's just let's see if we can cool this off a bit. I think taking off, um, oh, I forget his name, who, who, who got the Luis Diaz goal, you know, the miscommunication there, yeah. saying he was. Darren England it was. Darren England, um, he shouldn't be involved uh, in another Liverpool game for the rest of the season. I think that t- sends out totally the wrong Completely. message. But, but we, we talked about that. But that's, a, that's what it is. But what happens? now is you know we're, we're hearing that David Coote wasn't involved in, in Liverpool games for a long time and then exactly the same thing comes up again it's well, like well why not well, now well what's going to happen now and now he's back and it proves that the house always wins Jim guys I'm sure everything will be fine in this game <laughs> <laughs> they've, had a pog, they've had a Pogmol summer haven't they they have they had pog massively had a Pogmol summer <laughs> oh dear yeah. you see 90s references yeah I th- Marcus I, I think that Jim's absolutely full on uh, spot on and what I would just add is he just is full on as well he's very full on yeah <laughs> um, I think that they need to almost take a step back and say every single game, every single team is the same and all the other stuff that he's complained about and the mm. official complaints and the escalation and stuff, yeah. it's just noise. Would you, would you be talking about this if it was Brighton Luton? Like, would, would there be this uh, the, these changing of like the chess pieces um, if we were... Possibly not, Peter. No, Possibly I'm saying not. definitely not because yeah. the noise is just less, isn't what it? What they should do is they should, before, when, before the, the, the weekend's fixtures, they should 
do like a like a draw, like a cup draw, but which referees are you going to get? <laughs> and you have the teams and everybody there. Yeah. It's like, oh, Could yeah. you have a couple of wild cards? The whole lot. Yeah, have a couple of wild cards in there. Out of retirement oh, for got... one game, Pierluigi Colina. Oh, I've got, got David Attenborough. <laughs> That's your Rennie's music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. There you go. Yeah, I, th- I think um, it, it becomes a huge distraction, but then there's an obvious element to it. They don't help themselves. But but that that David Coote thing in 2020 yes. with Pickford's. Um, full-on assault of Van Dyke, yeah. um, where he, he blatantly should have been sent off. I understand mm. the laws are slightly different when the ball's not technically in play because of offside. Mm. But he could, they, the referee can still send him off. That's a loophole. Yeah. I smacked him. Oh, you broke the wrist <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Game, play. Um, <laughs> Van Dyke was out for ages after that. It was a, well, the uh, severity of the injury is... is mm, Absolutely right. It obviously, the severity of the challenges, which obviously then leads to that. You but, can't be dictated by the injury severity. I no. totally get that, because that can happen at any point. And you also don't know it there. But and it's then, still quite a you, lot of further... I think we could guess uh, it was going to be a Circumstantial one. evidence. You of know. course, yeah. Well, one of the ways that we could uh, help uh, clean up the game and how it's official, uh, uh, officiated sorry, mm. is that the Football Association have reportedly called on autonomous robots uh, to be referees <laughs> and to be introduced <laughs> to English football at some point. That's not helpful for the pub no, I in the FA going, can you get robots instead? Pete, Stop pissing the, about that. As the official round, R- official robot robot ramble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about this? I, I think uh, they may be overcomplicating quite a simple, <laughs> I, I a think, simple job. Totally. I think they're only going halfway because if you want the game, if you want the game completely honest, robot then footballers. robot footballers, because you. you can program in them to be honest. Yes. Or just take away all the laws. <laughs> Yeah, right, and let the yeah. robots blood ball. Things. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> the blood ball Premier League. It would be great if you think about it because you just get the hardest people playing. Mm. Yeah, I think there's already a version of that. They could pick the ball up. Yeah, it's actually quite shit. <laughs> and they're gentlemen. They are, mm. Yeah, and that. Yeah, when you get the hardest, respectfully downing pints of their own piss. Jim should initiation through a, a sock. Jim shouldn't be criticising rugby on the weekend of England playing the rugby World Cup. Just some final. respect, ah, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, like so you've, if you were if you were I won't, sat here, I'm full on. I'm full on. <laughs> he is full on. <laughs> We've heard full on Campbell. If you were sat here with three big rugby players, you wouldn't be saying that, Jim. Of course, I fucking wouldn't. No, because you get battered, uh, and you're a coward. No, I wouldn't get battered. They're respectful. They're, They're respectful. respectful. They respect That's people. True. Oh dear. But yes, back to the Merseyside derby. If we may, Liverpool will will be without uh, Andy Robertson for this game because he suffered an injury while on Scotland duty, so he'll be a miss. But I mean, what about Liverpool? The, Andy Brassel and myself were saying recently that the performances have not been quite as good as the results. What do you think They're of still going to get the result, aren't they? I think, weirdly, yeah. for a team of their size and their profile, as you guys have touched on in this conversation, they've gone a bit under the radar at the start mm. of the season. We're eight games in. I mean, Andy Robertson will be a miss. I think he's played every game. Mm-hmm. I think he's played every minute. He's certainly a every, regular. Yeah, and so that's that's they're probably going to have to play Simicast there, aren't they, instead? Which I don't, and I know he's featured in other competitions for them fairly recently, but I find it interesting they've gone a bit under the radar, chiefly because I think there's a lot of other teams in the Premier League making a lot of noise. Man City are always doing it, um, and and Spurs have really taken a lot of the attention. They've sucked in a lot of the um, the press column inches, if you will, just of how well they've started. Arsenal have hit the ground running again as well, and you've always got teams like Brighton and Aston Villa who are kind of fancied and a bit fashionable these days. So. Mm. I think they'll be pretty content with that. Having said what they, what I've said, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think. They lost to Spurs, didn't they? In a, in a you know in a, in a kind of weird fairly, circumstances, fairly close one, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and mm. other than that, they've been decent. Look, it's very early days still. I think they're I think they're a good team. Uh, but they've think, shown real grit, though, I that think, win against Newcastle, and even the performance against Spurs, the where against, they were very unfortunate not to get a point. The turnaround against Newcastle was incredible. It was. And when you talk about them perhaps not being quite as good as their results, they were the second-best team in that game, mm. and they turned it around and were able to do something. Um, I also think they're coming off the back of effectively, what, a quite quiet season. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and under Klopp historically, that's there's a pattern there with that stuff. Yeah. So I wouldn't be hugely surprised if they do something quite decent. Mm. This is the ideal game for them, surely, off the back of an international break. I know missing Robertson isn't isn't ideal, but home game against Everton, mm. lot riding on it because of the, the context of that game. I think they'll have a nice afternoon. Um, there's a, a, a slight um, a fitness concern with uh, Darwin Nunes, which would be a shame not to see old uh, Captain Chaos play because he's had a good international break, of course. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to see that, wouldn't we, Jimmy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly in a derby. Yeah. This is exactly the person you want to see in there, old Captain Chaos. <laughs> oh, it's a hat-trick or it's a 10-minute red card. Absolutely. <laughs> or it could even be both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been quite the week for Everton, of course, um, as a hearing into the club's alleged breach of Premier League profit and st- sustainability rules begun. Um they need at this point, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought that was coming? Stadium on the go. Well, they, they obviously uh, vehemently deny this, of course, all the allegations, but uh, if found guilty, they could face a range of punishments, including a fine, transfer embargo, or points deduction. Um, so they go into battle there. Mm. Um, this is all the while Everton's controversial takeover discussions continue. So, yeah, I would say never a dull moment at uh, Everton, but some of the football... I think they love a dull moment. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Some of the football. Yeah, speaking of takeovers, it looks like um, Sir Big Jim Radcliffe uh, is 25% takeover and Manchester United is set to be delayed, according to reports as well. Mm. So just a bit of admin there, everybody. (laughs) Is is that because United is such a high-profile company they're on the stock exchange and all the rest of it they have to do a lot of due diligence presumably it is right yeah presumably getting you want, like... me, you want me to confirm that do you yeah i think it's probably the case right <laughs> and also the, the, yeah well, yeah i will the, the other thing about it i find odd is that um he's taken over a, a, a reasonably small percentage of the club and is the understanding is over time hmm. he will take over the whole thing right that's basically what the, the i think the, that's the hope isn't that's it? the i think that's the way the wind's blowing yeah and then but at the same time and i think vish did touch on this maybe a bit earlier this week it's kind of a bit odd that the Glazers have said, we're not going to sell to you, mm. but we are going to let you take over football operations of the football club, yeah. which is basically the core of the business. A rare, strange decision from the Glazers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do yeah. they just do nothing then? Maybe. I don't know. I've, I mean, they're probably in, presumably they're in charge of commercial operations, but they see them as the, see yeah. as the powerhouse of the profit and loss in the business, right? Indeed, yeah. Who bloody knows? Um, but let's uh, stay in Manchester because Manchester City are hosting Brighton on Saturday afternoon at 3pm. Um, Opta's supercomputer has said that <laughs> Manchester City's title chances have fallen by nearly 20%. What a blow. <laughs> Pete, what, does the super, what do you reckon the Opta's supercomputer looks like? I reckon it's, it's probably, for the calculations that you need to do, you would probably say a mobile phone these days, surely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we imagine the supercomputer being, you know, one of those big, you know, is it Deep Blue, the IBM one that yeah. was really popular in the 90s? Like, it was a Cray one imagine, as well. Remember yeah, Cray? or imagine this massive kind or of data sort of centre. Robot Andy. Yes. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, oh, but but I reckon it's probably just at one computer. There's your supercomputer. Just crunching a bit of data. Is it because it's, is it because it's men of a certain age who are sub-editors on newspapers, think they, that still, that's a think supercomputer, they yeah. still can use the... The thro- Opta supercomputer. Yeah, like cybercrime. <laughs> supercomputer. Any kind of phrase that's about 20 years out of date, they'll yeah. still use, yeah. basically. Are they, are they, yeah, do they refer to the Opta boffins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a player's been caught having nookie. Having a data romp. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 Opta's a, romp. the Opta supercomputer is a data romp. <laughs> yeah. They said that Man City have uh, got no chance of winning the league mm. now. I'm going to start using the word romp more. Ugh, I had a real romp on I a Call of Duty last night. You're, what, Sadly, four? it would be relevant to what we get up to now. <laughs> I think your neighbours have already had enough of you. I don't yeah, think you should carry true. on doing that. I think they use romps. that word about you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's romping again. He's romping again. Romping and bonking. He's Pete got, Donaldson. He's got his romper suit on. I was about to say, yeah, his romper suit. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, um, ahead of uh, their last clash in May, 
Man City and Brighton, of course. Pep Guardiola said of Roberto De Zerbi, I think Roberto is one of the most influential managers in the last 20 years. He always goes over the top he with really praise. Does, I, he? I really don't think it's mind games either. I no. think he really is just constantly spilling over with mad ideas and, yeah, and theories I, He and loves concepts. football. He loves he the people who play it and manage mm. it. He just loves every part of it. He's like, it's brilliant. Yeah. Everything's brilliant or rubbish. Do you think Nathan Redmond is just wandering around all the time <laughs> going, I've peaked. I've peaked. I can't get those heights. You don't reckon there's a mind game part of it at all? No. He's just like, Pep, Pep, uh, out of five, Robocop, five. Uh, short circuit, five. Moving away from the 90s, plan nine from outer space, five. Everything's a five. Yeah. Out of five. He just cannot right. stop. Just he, loves loves every, he loves everything. Yeah. yeah. Short and circuit I think was 1986, good. by the way. All right. Not yeah. 90s. All right, yeah. fine. Get it right. First time you've ever Googled something on your laptop during a show. Is Congratulations. Right? <laughs> I've just Googled Imaged You. Bloody hell. <laughs> the main, one of the main guys in Short Circuit directed that um, Yeah, we spoke about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, did, yeah, we, yeah. we did speak about it recently. Well, since De Zerbe's arrival in the Premier League, only Arsenal and Manchester City have scored more goals than Brighton. That is impressive, Jim well, Campbell. He's one of the most influential managers of the last 20 years. Isn't that really surprising? <laughs> I was surprised to see that Arsenal scored more goals than Man City. 90. I think Arsenal scored the most goals they'd ever scored in a Premier League season, certainly last year. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Manchester City 88 and Brighton 82. Mm. Mm. It's not mm. bad. Absolutely right. They've conceded I mean, a fair few, to be fair. Though. For, those, for, those, for those tactical boffins right. that like this kind of stuff, this would be a great game for them, but obviously they're not going to be able to watch it, are they? No, of course they're not going to be able to watch it because the Premier League has confirmed it's going to stick to the Saturday 3pm blackouts, um, but the number of matches on TV is going to increase from 2025, including all 10 matches on the final day of the season. I thought we had that anywhere for some reason. Well, I'm a bit mad. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I thought it was that they were on Amazon for some reason. Maybe, but I may be Amazon does one. Amazon does have a few match days for the season where they show all of them on yeah, Prime, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think the final yeah. day is. Usually I don't, I don't think Sky Sports would give that well, up. The final day is no. on a Sunday, so usually they'll have the games of interest, if there are any, if there's a title race, so say yeah. Liverpool-Man City games. Right. There. I thought they I were was, all I suppose, yeah, you, What you're touching on there is interesting because I suppose a good number of those games on the far they just won't be relevant. Yeah. You know, eighth versus 11th or whatever. It's not right. going to make any difference. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's funny though, when they say the, the amount of matches on TV is going to increase, well again, the, the, the fans will be... It needs to increase to well, the, fans the will most be amount. The fans yeah. will be screwed over there because yeah. what they'll do is they'll move games earlier and then later yeah. and yeah. people have got to travel and so mm-hmm. on. And 7am and on a Saturday morning. Yeah, it's like, it's, well, do you remember they used to do 11am kickoffs? Uh, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so yeah. getting pasta down at five am. Yeah, I remember. I remember oh, f- play, really play, had a problem. Play, play, players would say that, wouldn't mm. they? You have to eat all that kind of stuff. I remember an Arsenal. I've quite a prominent Arsenal Man United game. Being I remember at eleven am. <laughs> but Man City versus Brighton. Is there going to be an upset, Pete Donaldson? What would an upset be, though? What would an upset be? Brighton winning or drawing? <laughs> <laughs> Deadpan. Man City lost to Wolves last time out. Yeah. All the time before. Yeah. So what? I'm just if they're going to lose against anyone, I think Brighton's exactly the sort of side to be able to uh, land a blow. Personally, so okay. yeah. One all, yeah. good. I mean, they are, they are in a, you know, by their own standards, a mini blip. I, th- I think yeah. Brighton will be, pe- Brighton might be good for a draw here because Deserby's very, very good at, at the old tacticals, isn't he? Uh-huh. So, I mean, Rodri's back. That's massive. That makes Ooh. a huge, huge difference. So that might kind of make that a bit null. But um, we obviously know that Pep respects Deserby a lot. Deserby's very good at sort of. Um, approaching these games against the bigger teams, you, mm. you always look at these games thinking Brighton might get some something against that's, that's against all of the top six. Yeah. Like, they feel like they feel like a team who belong in that bracket when it comes to competitiveness on the day. So I think they could get something. They could get so they'll something. almost certainly get absolutely. Yeah. Talked. Well, they're currently six, just two points behind Manchester City. I think Matoma's a there's a slight injury concern over him, um, but I think. 
you know, again, going back to Nathan Redmond, you know, because Pep was annoyed that he didn't sort of dribble and attack at them more. Yeah. He's going to think, oh, blah, every time I get the ball, just run straight at them. Otherwise, mm. I can't be dealing with him. Mm. I do think there's an element as well with some of these Brighton players who are playing for a good team and they're, you know, forging really good reputations for themselves. And we talked, didn't we, about Pascal Gross and his kind of, yeah. in, you know, his interest in the German national team and stuff. Some of these players who are really talented players, they just think, you know what? Against Man City, all the attention is going to be on me. I'm going to have a lovely old time. Yeah. Someone like Matoma, yeah. I feel the, the character he seems to be. If he plays, which he, he probably will. I think will. he probably will play. Yeah. And he could really make you know, he could really make a day of it, you know. I think yeah. I think it's a really interesting game, which is why it's annoying that we can't watch it. Yeah, well and, and as you say, Manchester City have lost their last two. So the international break was uh, was was very welcome from them, of course, saved by the old bell, you could say, mm. because, you know, who knows how long that losing streak would have gone on for. Yeah. <laughs> but it still can be continued if Brian yeah. do uh, the Pick business. Yeah. Imagine imagine if they went five or six games and then people started to the say, title, is, it, is, it, is the title is, is over? Is Pep, is Pep the right man? They'd still come back, <laughs> wouldn't they? Uh, All right, let's go for a quick break. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly was. Well, I think you are. Well, I think you are. Did you see, did you see the video of um, um, Roy Hodgson eating a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible video of a seagull yeah. eating a squirrel and then he just flew off with a yeah. squirrel in his yeah. belly. Gave yeah. Roy a high How five. How you <laughs> A high wing, a feather, whatever it would be. Chelsea versus Roy Arsenal. Did, Roy did a little pellet in the background. <laughs> oh, dear. Chelsea versus Arsenal yeah. on Saturday at 5.30 in the evening. Chelsea won their last three games before the international break. What a turnaround 
from them. Uh, obviously, we put uh, we saw them uh, beat Fulham, of course, which was a very very um, sad um, affair for, for for myself. And that was a bit of a nothing game, uh, as those people who listened to Ramble reacts probably worked out because we had to do a lot of uh, entertainment, didn't we, Marcus? A lot of entertainment. We couldn't talk about the game very much because it was a quick (laughs) one-two from Chelsea. Mm, Fulham couldn't get back in the game and it was really just a very, very low-key day at the office for Chelsea. That's right. Which is a damning indictment for Fulham on that particular occasion. Mm. Um, This game will go a long way towards letting us know whether Chelsea are starting to put themselves into a Mm. proper coherent unit and they're a serious concern for whatever their ambitions are this season, because I think you know something something decent, properly decent, is going to be beyond them. But they could make a good fist of the season if they carry on the way they're going. And a game against Arsenal, who are, who are very good, mm. um, would be a great litmus test. It would. Yeah, yeah I mean, as I say, the, Chelsea, the, their results have improved in the last three games, one in the Carabao Cup and two in the league. So they were, I mean, they were desperately needing to, to put something together. Are you concerned, Jim Campbell? that Because uh, I, I remember thinking before the Fulham game, I thought, I think Chelsea are going to start to begin to click. Yeah. Modric, uh, Modric gets his goal, which will give him confidence. Uh, he's had a lot of scrutiny and, and so on. He scored for Ukraine as well, as well yeah. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, Sterling has started to score as well. Yeah. They're just getting a few more goals in there, which is something that they were struggling yeah. with. Well, they look serious, don't they? I mean, even when they were going through that run of really patchy form, Pochettino said, I'm not actually too worried because um, if you look at the numbers, they're pretty good. The performances we're, we're not far terrible. off what, what we want to be doing. It's it was the result. And they were excellent against Burnley. The really, really sort of took control of that game so I think this is potentially quite a, quite a tricky one because Chelsea feel serious again in a way that they hadn't done for a while because they all just look a bit they'd looked a bit lost with so, so much turmoil and so, so many sort of new personnel coming in and, and going out and obviously gradually as they get players back because they've got a massive injury list as well mm. they are going to keep augmenting that so yeah I think this is potentially um, quite a tricky one but these are the challenges that Arsenal have to keep rising to now and it's been a while since you know they, they go into to a game like this where you would expect them to, to, well, to get anything really even though their record at Stamford Bridge over Stamford Bridge over the past um, few seasons um, has been really good, it's interesting to try and sort of get used to this idea that Arsenal were the favourites in a game. So um, they'll be looking to win, obviously, um, and they'll they'll be um, looking to control the game as well, which is something that they've they've um, kind of been good at this season without being like fully fully clicking. But I think again. You think they can as control the game as, against Chelsea? Uh, well, that's got to be the aim, isn't it? That's why Arteta's game in, in Arteta's aim in every game, and it's taken Arsenal a while to click this season. But obviously, you know they're still second in the table, um, unbeaten in the league, and there are signs of it. So I think this this could be a sort of entertaining one. And with Mudrick versus Averts, it is an absolute goth off, isn't it? <laughs> Properly, absolute, just existential <laughs> narrative drama all over the shop. I think that's harsh on Mudrick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think either of them are going to start the game anyway. You don't think? Well, I mean, I if Havertz might start. If Havertz plays, it'll be his first uh, return. Well, I mean, he will return to Stamford Bridge. You'd imagine yeah. he would be. You're leaning into the narrative no, rather than the form table there, right? I, I can't go in there. I'll just sit outside. Uh, William I've Gal- not done anything yet. <laughs> William Gallas was particularly harsh on him, Peter, wasn't he? Of late. Was he harsh? He's, he's done nothing since he joined, and I think he's in trouble. Wait, well, he said he's, like, he's in trouble with the boss or something? No, I think he was like, oh, he's in trouble, mate. I can hear this noise. I'm going to bash him. But, um, um, Havertz, I don't know what... I really fancied him in an Arsenal side. And I know assists and goals aren't all that mm. um, where he's playing that kind of almost Xhaka replacement kind of role. Mm. Um, 
but why give him penalties and stuff? You know well, what I mean? Well, that was purely to, to boost his confidence. Why, though? Short, like, if, if, if that's well, not... It's, it's either importance or it isn't. <laughs> it's either why, important why, or it isn't. Why is it important to boost his confidence, Pete? Um, who needs confidence when you've got skill, yeah? Do you want me to boost your confidence? No, because like, like, it probably like, involves you touching me. I like the shirt you're wearing today. Thank you, mate. Yes. And I like the shacket you came in in today as well. Thank you. Very two, nice. Two, two nil to Donaldson. I like how concerned you looked when you realised that your dog hadn't been picked up for daycare today as well. Yeah. Where's yeah. the dog now? Uh, I've not looked. Do you want me to check? <laughs> <laughs> Two Just one. wandering the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it will be interesting to see if uh, Madrid or, or Havertz or indeed both start. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino said recently that he's fine with the club owners coming into the team's dressing room after matches as long as they do not come for some speech. Yeah, as long as they respect the lemons. That's right. They do what they like. <laughs> I mean, it's never. Has it ever been a good thing? Yeah. Surely the owners must know that. Well, I think basically what you're saying is it's their club, they can go where they want, but please don't do my job. So when, if they come in at the end of the season once they won the league and said, well done everyone, great stuff, so champagne's on me, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But if they come in and say, you're shit, you're yeah. shit, you're, you're even shitter, shitter. Yeah. that's yeah. not going to work. That's a problem. Particularly when the guy who owns the club clearly knows the square root of absolutely fuck all about football. Mm. You're giving him the square root, are you? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> okay. He knows about as much about football as Jake fucking Humphrey. <laughs> Don't have a go at Jake. Yeah, don't have a go He's at Jake. Oh, you two have changed your tune. No, Jake's <laughs> done the honourable thing and bowed out. Yeah. <laughs> you said I should do the same. All right, fair enough. Give it to the end of the show. There yeah. we go. Um, did you see, Jim, that Aaron Ramsdale um, is, is, is spoken about losing his uh, place as the number one choice at Arsenal? Or, or is he number one? I mean, he sort of... Why well, I heard it was a competition. <laughs> sounds yeah. like sounds like he feels like he lost that competition. He's, he's, he's lost his position as a number one goalkeeper at Arsenal. Mm. Like everyone with half a brain knew he would. Yeah. As soon as Arteta said, "I want that guy over there," because yeah. he's much better. Yeah, he said, "I'm suffering and hurting," and that's yeah. not good. I mean, it's a sad thing. No, he deserves sympathy, but he's, he's, he's got a goalkeeper that's better than him. Well, that's it, isn't it? Well, I think the, the manager it, thinks it's better. It, it is marginal, and I think Raya plays in in a slightly different way that he feels is more productive for the team etc etc but I think this, what way this is was always going to um, so David Raya is very good at sort of hanging on to the ball until the opposition make a move and he'll then find a passing angle and ping it out to give right. you the sort of technical answer that's that's essentially what David Raya himself which was, has been saying this week which was very um, fruitful if you like for Brentford and uh, absolutely and apart from the shaky start against City was also really useful there um, it's not like Ramsdale's distribution is bad no. it, it really is marginal um, in terms of, of the difference but this was always going to happen, wasn't it? And it's something that, that Arteta is going to have to manage. And the timing of it isn't particularly useful, but that's is never going to be useful. And Aaron Ramsdale has every right to talk about how he feels. So my concern is that this might become an issue in January because with the Euros coming up, Ramsdale's going to want to play. He would be well within his rights to start agitating for a move that early he's if not, he thinks the writing might be on the wall. He's not England number one, though. If but, he was England number one and he started to not get... I mean, but, who, it, but if, if, who, so if for some reason Pickford can't make the Euros, which is, is possible, well, someone's going to have to step in. Who knows who Southgate's going to pick in the fucking <laughs> psychodrama selection tombola? Indeed. It doesn't matter. No one knows. Ramsdale could not play another game for the rest of the season and still be in the England squad. What, that wait, could be the case. What are you doing? I'm, you know what I'm doing. And, and <laughs> I'll, also tell you, I'll also tell you this. You know, it's absolutely fine for Ramsdale to come out and say what he thinks and do the best for his own career. But one thing about the distribution conversation around Raya versus Ramsdale, which has dominated this whole thing, Raya wants to do this, Raya wants, Arteta wants to do this, Arteta mm. wants to do that. Raya's better at the stuff Jim talks about. That's all fine. He also makes loads more saves. 
He's yeah. got a far better save percentage than than than, um, than Ramsdale has, and the writing was on the wall. As soon as Arteta clearly made quite a ruthless decision, understandably so, but quite a ruthless decision to mm-hmm. say, "I want the Arsenal team to be as good as they can be," and that goalkeeper loves Arsenal and he's available, so I want him. Yeah, that's it. He's also said that if um, he makes a few mistakes here and there with the distribution, that's all right. And if you're Ramsdale, it's going to be like, "Oh God, <laughs> how am I getting oh, back in?" I, here, I also found, as I said at the time, I also found the punditry oddly it was some way disrespectful that a manager wanted to improve his own team mm. they don't say that when they sign a centre back or a forward because he gives good, good interviews in English you know what I mean they, yeah. they, 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 that's the tale all the time isn't it I suppose with the uh, pundits maybe this what, is they're defending being... the English player is that what you're saying yeah I don't think that's true surprising true. what a surprise <laughs> Well, I just, I just, anyway, carry on, Jimmy. After all we've given the world, um, <laughs> I turn on you like that. I, maybe this is me being naive and hopeful um, for Aaron Ramsdale in particular because I really like him. But Brighton have been rotating their goalkeepers. Maybe as the season goes on, we will see a bit of a surprise and he, he will do it a bit more. Having two yeah. top goalkeepers is a good thing. Brighton have been rotating their goalkeepers looking back behind them. That's he might the even bring him on after 60 minutes. He said, didn't yeah, he, he, did, he, yeah. he would fancy doing that. That's a really interesting point and that's something we talked about on here as well. And it goes back to Pete's point earlier. Brighton can do it because he's just nowhere near as much attention. Absolutely. Yeah. No one says anything. You know, it, it's apparently absolutely baffling that Arsenal want two good goalkeepers. Mm. Yet the, sometimes people overlook the fact that, as you said, Brighton have been doing it for a long old time. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I felt like Arteta was trying to make Ramsdale feel welcome, try and say all the right things that every player in his squad is important, and you expect him to do that. Yeah. It was obvious, I felt, that Raya was going to be the guy. Yeah. And as soon as he picked him for the North London derby, that was that was a run yeah. on the wall. But right also, it's one of the things I was very worried about last season, apart from um, what happened happening, um, was an injury to Ramsdale because with all respect to Matt Turner who's a very very different type of goalkeeper it would have completely changed the way the team play yeah. and you know due diligence is is having a solution to that problem ready to go and this is part of that as well if, if you, I just think that you should apply the logic to the same as way you would at every other position if you've got a forward if you're Arsenal and you've got a forward who scores 20 goals and you get availability to sign a player who scored 40 goals last season he wants to come to Arsenal well, of course you're going to get him yeah it's just how it is. Mm. That's just how it is, everybody. Yeah. Well, Luke, you and Andy Brassel are recording a Ramble Reacts after the Saturday night games. Yeah. Sheffield United uh, also uh, in, in action, hosting Manchester United at 8pm. So <laughs> that'll be uh, in your podcast feed first thing on Sunday morning. It will. I love how the exciting. way... I love also that we've written that as in... It's, that's a Sheffield United game at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. It's not a May United game. Mm. They're hosting May United. May United are welcome to be there. They'll play their part. Yeah. But it's a Sheffield United game. We're doing both of those on Ramble Reacts. Me and Andy. I'll be talking absolute shit and Andy will know what he's talking about so it's worth tuning in. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I framed it like that because, you know, see Sheffield United, Aaron Ramsdale's um, former club. Absolutely right. And deserving of respect. Deserving of respect. And um, hopefully they can um, get their uh, first uh, win of the season. That would, that, would, that would actually be really it good. Would be fun. If they beat Man United <laughs> on Saturday night. What a Saturday night treat. That'd be brilliant. Gentlemen. We've just mentioned Manchester United and it's just reminded me that Wayne Rooney's now operating again in England. He's back. How about that? Not at Manchester United. He's too good for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. He's going to take charge of his first game as Birmingham City manager on Saturday and he's up against another former Manchester United man, Michael Carrick, because his Middlesbrough team are in town. In his first press conference, uh, Rooney said that his aim was instant promotion to the Premier League. Big tall. Instant. <laughs> I love it. Big tall. From the big not? man, yeah. Why not? It was a great press conference for a number of different reasons. <laughs> One because the all the reporters in in the, that were present yeah. got a real crash course 
it's something they'd forgotten, which is like how no nonsense, how hard Wayne yeah. Rooney yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not scared of any question <laughs> or anyone, <laughs> no, and he flat bats everything away. Uh-huh. And the and the and the, and the um the uh, the scene was set when one of the reporters asked him if if it was I can't remember the exact wording of the question, but if it was like, is it acceptable that um he was earning three times the amount of wages that the predecessor was mm. he's reported that he's on one, one yeah. and a half million a year or whatever and he just he was like so no nonsense he was like yeah. mate I've had so many offers I could have gone anywhere like <laughs> he, he was literally like I, I got offered so much money at other places which obviously he probably meant Saudi Arabia yeah. right? mm. and, he, and, and, and so straight away he set his stall out and he was like right here I am this is me mm. for better or worse yep. yeah. and it may well may be well for be worse, worse yeah. uh, he's going to do it on his own terms and I like that being yeah. invited to apologise for what you earn is a bold you know, yeah, it is. It's a bit of a weird one, yeah. Journalist. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, what do you expect them to say? Well, I'm obviously a better negotiator. They probably, the they probably look at him and sort of go, "It's what are you going to spend it on?" Yeah. It's going to be Mikey Carroll with his uh, with his oh, trail bikes, isn't it? What do you mean? Don't project what you would be like. He's having a fight with boxing gloves in his house. You've got the Come most. On. You've got the most Mickey Carroll energy of anyone mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> You would proud. definitely do a little uh, loud and proud dirt track in your house. Out the <laughs> in back the house. house. Also, we, <laughs> should also house, yeah. we should also say, it, we lest, should. lest it not be forgotten, oh, no. that who is Wayne Rooney going to be working for at Birmingham? Oh, uh, the big Gary name? Cook. Oh, oh yeah, I big Gary yeah. Cook. So you're not, Brady. not Brady. Surprisingly enough, when Birmingham City were forced to publish mm. as it's a legal requirement, uh, all their um, inner workings and everything like that as mm. a company, yeah. Cook's um, in there. Brady has got a less than 1% share. <laughs> nothing going on there. Uh, but Gary Cook is calling the shots. Gary Cook, who was also recently the erstwhile um, executive president and the CEO of the Saudi Professional League. So I think <laughs> what's probably happened is Gary Cook's gone after Rooney. Yeah. Rooney's not, he's not going to get him. He's gone to Birmingham. He said, will you come to Birmingham? And he said, yeah, I'll come to Birmingham. You, Cook, sort of, the, you, you sort of get the feeling that we're in this dugout, Carrick versus Rooney. It's like the haves and the haves nots, really. Because like, like Gibson, I think, wants to sell the club. I think he's he's written off like 100, 120 million or right. something of his of his input. Like a proper football yeah. chairman that you don't really see anymore. Yeah. Um, Been and, around and for I, years. Gibson, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's, uh, um, and, and I think he wants to sell. Uh, but Carrick's just got nothing really to spend. And, yeah. and Rooney, well, on, on the other hand, has got slightly well, on moneyed club and also the Carrick situation at Middlesbrough of course he came in um, in October about a year ago didn't mm. he about a year ago and did pretty well after mm. the Warlock wasn't it yeah I think it was yeah mm. um, uh, oh no no it was it was after Chris Wilder wasn't it oh uh, Chris Wilder was there and, there was, and then he took to over to me like Neil Warnock was there like last week <laughs> he's in every championship <laughs> yeah. he's everywhere all the yeah because yeah, he's been, I mean he's managed elsewhere since or yeah. you know. Neil Warnock will outlive all of us he's like the Keith <laughs> Richards of football yeah um but their form's starting to pick up Middlesbrough. Well, yeah, they, but that's they, what I was going to say. So, yeah. so he does a good job at Middlesbrough. They get to fourth. They, they get knocked out in the semi-final of the playoffs. Mm. And they start the season quite badly this season, but they've won four in a row now. Yeah. Um, so it's a really interesting matchup. And I think... For but Birmingham are going quite well. It was a surprise that uh, they, they sacked the manager. And, mm. and it's, if uh, Waza wants the job, then who's going to say no? Who's going to turn him down? He just, he, you know, he's he's just, putting the gloves on. He's, he's, put, <laughs> he's putting the boxing gloves on. <laughs> give him the job. Give him the job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the championship is really... I mean, it's interesting generally. Really interesting in terms of management this season. I mean, Kieran McKenna at Ipswich, who's doing amazing things. Really exciting young coach, came from Man United for his first proper job. And then Enzo Maresca, who yeah. earned his kind of stripes under Guardiola at City, right? Gets his mm-hmm. first job. And Leicester, of course, have got an amazing squad by mm. championship standards. He's a bit of a madhead as well. He's like still Pat. got to do it. And he's mental. He's what I was going to say. He's completely yeah. off, the, off the chart. <laughs> you can tell he's, a, he's, he's learned under under Guardiola and that's how you can tell Guardiola has got this amazing charisma because the weirdness that Arteta's got yeah. comes from Guardiola yeah, 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 yeah. the weirdness that Maresca's got 
similar thing probably. I wonder if it's more that um, Guardiola is a, is attracted to people with a similar intensity. So it's Chicken not so egg. much him. Yeah, indeed. Not so much him rubbing off on them, but him identifying like-minded people. I'd it love to be. see Arteta shave his head for the, before a big game against City. <laughs> that good, would, that yeah. would throw him, wouldn't it? Yeah, you have got some interesting operators in the Championship. You've also got the David Wagner group at Norwich City. Yeah. And then um, at Leeds United, you've got Daniel Farker getting some of the topics yeah. right because they are they are currently fifth. And you've got Agent, Agent Russell Martin bringing down Southampton from the inside. <laughs> Always nice to see. <laughs> um, on the subject of Leeds United, as it was just mentioned there, did you see... Because um, we were talking about Mar- Marcelo Bielsa and his Uruguay side on, on Wednesday. It's it's emerged that a group of Leeds United fans, including the bassist of uh, Kaiser Chiefs, has... He's got nothing on now. <laughs> Absolutely nothing on. You know, five, ten years ago, he's, he's been interviewed by Pete Donaldson. Yeah. That's true. In and a phone booth, I seem to recall, the last interview you did with the Kaiser Chiefs. Well, yeah. And that is the death bell, isn't and it? That is the death bell. <laughs> if you're in a phone booth with me, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> or you're trying to hatch some kind of plan. Yeah. Uh, well, do you say he's got nothing on? Well, he's filling his time very, very uh, wisely, I would mm. say, because um, him and some Leeds fans travelled all the way to South America to see Marcelo Bielsa and uh, see his uh, Uruguay team and all that. And they gave Bielsa one of his buckets Nice. nice. One of the, I think one of his prominent buckets that he would sit on at Leeds United. It's funny that he left it there, but then if you'd be able to, I was, presumably you've got access to other buckets, as yeah. we all do. Mm. But it's nice that he's got that bucket, and the hopefully we'll bucket. see it in the, the Uruguayan dugout. Um, it's the most famous bucket, other than the Colonel Sanders KFC bucket. Um, <laughs> and this or is the exactly the kind of... head from Guns N' Roses is quite a famous bucket as well. That's true. Oh, Wally. He used yeah, to Wally, a bucket. Wally, yeah, there's a lot of famous buckets now, I think yeah. about it. Hi, uh, book here. Yeah, <laughs> keep coming, don't they? They yeah. keep coming. Um, it's exact. The Kaiser Chief basis doing this is exactly the kind of financial decision which is going to mean they're going to f- be forced to put out another best of this time next yeah. year. <laughs> Little mini uh, arena tour or something. You a fan? No, no, I wasn't so much. No, not really. Yeah. Um, the lead singer of um, who's the ones who dressed that that new metal band who dress in weird costumes Slipknot. and Slipknot. Um, the lead singer he said his favorite album was uh, the first Kaiser Chiefs album. Employment is it called? Yeah, employment. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very really? straight. Off the wall decision. That. Mad. Off Absolutely the wall mad. decision. Is it as mad as employing Pascal Chimbonda as manager of Skelmersdale in the Northwest Counties League Premier Division? I think if you get that opportunity, you, you take it, surely. Mm. Well, he sat on some prominent benches before, Jim, notably one in the World Cup final. Mm. I love that. Hey? I know it's amazing. And I love that um, you get players who are obviously not from this part of the world come to the Premier League, mm. settle here, have some kind of life, and then mm. they always just hang around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jim Bond are doing this. I mean, what's his thinking process? What's yeah. he, what, is he, oh, I just need to keep busy. My favourite of that genre might be Geisica Mendieta. Yeah, just hanging out at, in Middlesbrough somewhere. Olivia yeah. Bernard, just hanging around in Newcastle. Do, right. do, I think he teaches youth football or something. Does Geisica Mendieta live in Yarm or something? Yeah, yeah I think he, he, he probably would live in Yarm. If oh, it's a nice part. Mm. Yeah, okay, right. There's a few, I think people that, I think that actually... Look, Mendieta's like proper Spanish football royalty. Yeah. Oh, though, he's, I mean, he, I think he may spend his time between the two countries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think people people love the northeast, Peter. Yeah, they do. It's a why, nice place. The, the standard yeah. of living up there is so absolutely. Why, why did you leave? <laughs> <laughs> needed work. There's no jobs. Oh dear. No, you needed work that didn't involve you doing any actual work. Correct. <laughs> Let's be absolutely also a bit rich. Three months. I was, yeah, I was, I was about to say he's sat at the table with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've all the same. We're all here for the same reason. We're all in the same stupid trough. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, Pascal was appointed last Sunday. His side are currently bottom. He's made quite the impact. As according to reports, he argued with every refereeing decision nice. uh, in, in their game against Kendall Town. 
He shouted at, Kendall, at the Kendalltown manager, I'll give you a tenner if you make ten passes. <laughs> <laughs> He's already getting the spirit in non-league football. Yeah, 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 Kendall yeah. beat them 3-1, by the way. Yeah. And uh, and obviously he doesn't like the direct football. It's ninth tier English. League <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, and he offered the Kendalltown chairman a steak dinner if um, they beat them uh, in the reverse fixture later in the season. That's great. Good. It's, not, it's rare that narrative. you have a manager pressing, but I think if, if there is an equivalent, this yeah. is it. You're leaning into narrative as well. You're creating stories for later in the season. Which, I, which what the league needs is what the team needs. Yeah, Presumably, the Kendalltown manager was thinking, "All oh, right, I will have it, but I'm not having it with you." <laughs> <laughs> and also, you, please. it's quite a lazy job for Pascal Chimbonda because it's you know he can ba- it's, a, it's a kind of job where he could just walk into the cut club and say, "I'm Pascal Chimbonda, mm-hmm. you're bottom of the league." Yeah. Just by being who I am, I can, I can do this job, mm-hmm. and they're going to say yes. And I predict we'll be doing a story in about three months' time. Where he's no longer the manager of skill, was there? I don't, yeah, I mean, you say, what's your pedigree? Okay, you were an unused sub in the World Cup final. Yeah, you won a trophy with Spurs. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, that is rather impressive. It's just a big hen's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's now time for the football ramble. Acker with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your own football accumulators this season with their ninety-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out. At 90 minutes on their match odds, 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. And as you all know, we see a lot of added time in the Premier League these days. So that is a lovely fillip for everyone. Uh, And this weekend, you can get a completely free acca on the football as well. So today and every Friday, each of us will choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an acca of four match odds, 90 bets. Marcus, you are up first. And I should say this before you give us your selection. You have got six out of eight correct so far. Yes, I have. And it, it's the know, best record of all of us. Well, I was stitched up by that whole VAR business with Liverpool and Spurs. Yes, you were. Um, and I'm sure I was with the other one. So, I've, you know, it's a pretty perfect record. Okay, Marcus, you've got eight out of eight correct. <laughs> How are you going to continue this perfect record? I'm going to go for the Gary O'Neill derby. Nice. And I mm. think that Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to be victorious on the south coast against the Cherries. It pains me you're calling something a Gary O'Neill derby and Pompey aren't involved. <laughs> But I'll accept it. Um, so Wolves to beat Bournemouth. That's nice. Jim, um, I, we think we've got a little insight into what you think about this game because you mentioned it earlier in the show. Mm. Um, you've got Manchester City versus Brighton and you've gone for? A draw. I'm going to you know, go a little bit bolder. Um, I just have a little inkling that Brighton might be able to get something that City is still figuring a few things out. So yeah, I'm going to go for them to draw. Cool. Got, what, a, what an upset that would be. You got, <laughs> you got a 50% record, Jim. And and, and if, if all else fails, you know, the consolation for all of us here is that we at least now know which one's going to let us down this week. Mm. Um, Pete? Uh, despite the fact that uh, Luton are just outside the relegation places as it stands at this point in the season, um, I think uh, Nottingham Forest versus Luton will go to Nottingham Forest simply because Andros Townsend may make his debut and he is rapidly coming uh, quite a figure of um, tragedy for a lot of Premier League fans so you've perked up Marcus. I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> figure of tragedy well just, just one he was just been he said he couldn't find a club and now he's found a club and he's going to lose against Forrest oh, like I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> he's going to um, score in that game I agree with your I agree with your sentiment mm. the reasons you've given are exactly the type of reason why you are one out of five in your, in okay, your okay, yeah, record so yeah. far. Because so. I'm brave. Yeah, because I'm a brave boy. Other people, just, oh, I'll go for for them to win. Us oh, Arsenal, costly going to win. Yeah. I'm going for a mid-table side to beat a less than mid-table side. The stories brave. Yeah. brave. Going brave, boy. Brave. Brave. So brave. brave boy. The stories we tell ourselves. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to follow up um, and finish with the final pick of the of the four by saying I think Liverpool will beat Everton. Brave, brave and, boy. In the interest of clarity, I've also got a 50% record. Same as Jim. I've got three out of six. Although Jim's got four out of eight. So in summary, Wolves to win. A draw between Manchester City and Brighton. Forest to win and Liverpool to win. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £226.88. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair are donating £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. Remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds, 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama will not be affected and that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Opt-in required. Max free bet varies from £1 to £10 per customer. Minimum combined odds of 1.5. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. And for more information on responsible gambling, visit begambleaware.org. Whenever I hear the word Acker, Luke, I always think of um, when Johnny Greenwood stabs the guitar in the song Creep. Acker, 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 Yeah, Acker. It's I'm a, a creep. Yeah. Of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. A what? It's a simple game of categories. If you go to slow, you're going to be hearing Gary Neville, which will leave you seven seconds. Marcus Hi. cantered to a win over an out of source Jim Campbell last week, because Jim is usually pretty good yeah. um, to remain lineal champion. Um, him- Jimmy to the beat, the official documenter of this game mm. on Twitter, says that Jim's not actually that good. I'm lagging behind this. Okay, season. right, fine. Oh, well, I just get the impression of somebody's quite decent. Well, okay, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> resting on, resting on previous game. victories. Uh, Jim, we're going to kick things off with you with the first, uh, the first question. Each Premier League club's current longest-serving player. Oh, oh that's, that's great. So that's Oof. that's the longest-serving player for each Premier League club who is still there. This doesn't include the youth career. It's since they signed a professional contract with the club. There are 20 players, of course. Each Premier League club's current longest-serving player. Think of a club, think of a player. It's mm. as simple as that. Well, that is a good question. Hey, Mohamed El Nenny. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's good. I like that. Well Seven done. years, eight months. Boy, Congratulations, That's your Jim. knowledge gone now. That's gone. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> gone. I'm seriously impressed with that. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a lovely big power start. play from Jim. You know, we were slagging him off early, but my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, the players at my own club. Come on. Come on, Marcus. Um, Who's your Fulham lad? <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I Well, let's go for Tom Kearney then. Oh, that's what I would have guessed mm, about to go Fulham. Yeah. yeah. Oh, unlucky. Mm. Unlucky. Okay, so unlucky. I'm going to go with Son Hyung Min. <laughs> Jim's got it. <laughs> An early win for Jim after all that slagging. Is it Ben Davis at Spurs? Hugo Lloris. Oh, he's still there. Oh, course, 11, yeah. 11 years, one month. What you could have won? Aaron Cresswell at West Ham. Adam Smith at Bournemouth. Chris Basham at Sheffield United. Hugo Lloris at Spurs. We had yeah. Joe Gomez at Liverpool. Oof. Joel Worrell at Nottingham Forest. Joel Ward at Crystal Palace. Not Joel and Joel. Johan Goodmanson, Goodmanson at uh, Burnley. John McGinn at Villa. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne at uh, Man City. Uh, Lewis Dunk, Brighton. Luke Shaw, Man United, nine years. Uh, Marek Rodak at uh, Fulham. Uh, uh, Max Kilman uh, at Wolves. Uh, Mohamed Elneny at Arsenal. Obviously, Jim got that one. Paul Dummett at Newcastle, 12 years, three months. Uh, Pelly Rodak and Panzu at Luton, nine Nine years. Uh, uh, Rico Henry at uh, um, uh, Brentford. Brentford yeah. uh, Sh- James Coleman at Everton. And finally for now, Trevor Chalabar at Chelsea. 
Just five years and seven months. Blimey, I was wow. trying to think about the Chelsea one, and I just thought yeah. to myself, "Don't, why, don't why, guess why Chelsea." Are you doing that? Yeah, <laughs> don't guess Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether Kansas being loaned out. So, All right, round number two. Point. We're going to kick things off uh, with uh, Marcus Speller this round. Clubs at Manchester United have lost two in competitive games since they were beaten seven 0 by Liverpool on March the fifth. Oh, Clubs Man United have lost two in competitive games since they were beaten seven 0 by Liverpool on March the fifth. There are nine clubs, Marcus. Brighton. Off. Brighton. Oh, you fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Got beaten twice by Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay. God, why does your mind go blank when you're playing yeah. a stupid game? Um, That'll help. Man City. Fuck off. Lucky, Loki, Loki's out. It's not unlucky, it's just crap. Jim. Arsenal. Galatasaray. Oh, lovely. Bayern Munich. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, well done, Jim. Come on, Spelzy. Um, Jim for the win. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, lovely. It's Torres. Oh! Aston Villa. Oh, Marcus, what's the point? Unbelievable, Marcus Spurlock. We could have had Crystal Palace, Newcastle United, or Sevilla. Newcastle United, yeah. yeah. Who was the last one? Sevilla. Oh, yeah. Sevilla. Oh, and West Ham, sorry. Off the page. You'd have been in right a lot of trouble this week. Fortunately, that was your manner. Exactly. All right, Lucky Moo, you're up for this one. Come on, Luke. Take it to a tiebreaker. Don't Take us. Get just yourself a point. Just jam that in the canal. Just jam that big boat in there so no one can get past. Go on. <laughs> Don't achieve anything. Just stop no. everyone else from. Yeah. Players to score a Premier League hat trick for Man City. Players to score a oh. Premier League hat trick for Manchester City. Oh. There um, are 16 players. Erling Haaland. Sergio Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? Raheem Sterling. Oh, Yaz. You know. Riyad Mahrez. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Edin Dzeko? Oh, nice. He has. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's poor. It's not really. It's quite hard when you think about it. How many are left? Talking about my own performances, Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 11. Yaya Toure. Very good. Wow. Very good. Really, really good. <laughs> Mid-August. So I'm caught between two players here. Right. And I don't know if either of them have done two. it. I don't know if either of them have done it. <laughs> um, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh. He has, you know. He must have done you it. can have number one now. Yeah. Um, Jim? Gabriel Jesus. Oh, yeah. Forgot he has about indeed. him. He has indeed. Forgot about him. They've had him. some goal scores over the years, they haven't have they? have had some goal scores. Marcus Speller. Uh. Marabalatelli. I'm not confident with that. Oh! So we're all back in there because I started, yeah. right? <laughs> the, only one I can, the only one I can think of that may have done it now, after all these guesses, is mm. Emmanuel Adebayor. You would be incorrect, Nakima. Uh, You'd be incorrect. Jim Campbell. Alvaro Negredo. Oh! <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> nope. Uh, I had a really good period with him though I thought he might have done it then Marcus let's uh, let's be having you how many left 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Seven! Seven left. You forget that they existed before the takeovers. Yeah, you yeah. Do. Is it Premier League? Yeah. It's Torres! Oh! I'll go for Uwe Rosler then. Oh! <laughs> so we're all back in. Oh, back in. Have you got anything for us? Is this you had in the history one. of the Premier League? Yes. I I would I would possibly argue. Right. Was right or wrong? Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm about to hear if we win it's the argument or not. Pull dick off. <laughs> nearly nearly went for that one, actually. <laughs> Jimmy? Sean Wright Phillips. No, not a big, not a big. Marcus, if you get scorer, one now, yeah, you've won you the whole one, thing. Yeah. Come on, Spelzy. Have a think. Have a think, lad. There's two names I've got down, and I will go for David Silver. <laughs> if it's Sean Goater, it's a sickener. <laughs> it's not Sean Goater. Oh, okay. There's a few very, very big names here. You could have had Bernardo Silva. You could have had a Silva. Oh. You could have had. Your friend of mine, Carlos Tevez, Jim. Oh, I forgot all about Tevez. Yeah. You could have had Ferran Torres, Jim. Uh, I forgot Look. about him. Yeah. Nicholas and Elka, anyone? Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, Paolo yeah. Juanchop. Oh, yes. And finally for now, Rubinho and Phil Foden. Phil Foden? Uh, Phil Foden's a bit of a swerve, yeah. All right then, tiebreaker, lads. Here we go. We never get to the tiebreaker. It's quite exciting. I <laughs> don't really know how to, how to administer it. Players Brighton have sold. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Players Brighton have sold since the start of the 2022 summer transfer window. And this excludes loans and free transfers. Players that Brighton have sold since the start of the 2022 summer transfer window. Can't all be easy ones to even get on the ladder. Luke, which one of us are you supporting? Um, <laughs> and who's going first? Kicking off with you, Jim. I'll probably support Jim. Moise Caicedo. <laughs> Yeah, he's in there. Alexis Marcus. McAllister. Correct. Oh, Mark Kukureya. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for Sanchez. Who? Oh, no. What? Yeah, Sanchez. What's his first name? What's his first name? We all know his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you don't, Marcus. David's David. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, Jim Campbell wins. Jimmy wins. Sorry, man. What's his Jim first name? Robert. 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 Oh, I didn't have one. <laughs> I did not have one. <laughs> Jim, you saw this. The haters uh, there, mate. Yeah, yeah. You could have had uh, Michael Carbon, Nick. You could have had uh, Matt Clark, Ostergaard. You could have had uh, Trossard. You could have had uh, Connolly, uh, Kadra, Morpé, uh, Sanchez, uh, Taylor Richards, who was initially loaned and then bought in 2023. Ooh. Sorry, and, what was Sanchez's first name? Uh, Sanchez was is Robert. Robert. Uh, he's Basuma as well. He Eve's went at number 13. Well, this game uh, does congratulations, change. Congratulations, Jim. That was fun. That was, was a fun round. Don't be a bad Enjoyable. loser. This game does change. This well, game just, does change. Undermine the whole thing. No, you I, say I didn't that. Did Jim won. Oh, okay, uh, right. right. This Sorry, game yeah. does change. Yeah. I did, yeah, I worded Smoking it very a cigarette, <laughs> looking into the horizon. <laughs> You're like, this game does change. I remember when this game was all feels. This game does change. That means it's very emotional. <laughs> the, the player don't change, the game changes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, I'll tell you one thing that doesn't change. Yeah. Who's the arbiter of the weekend? It yeah. is me. Yeah. It is very much me. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Rebel Preview Show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Don't forget to join Luke and Andy on Sunday for Ramble Reacts and do follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Here are the keys. They're in the lock, everybody. Oh, oh there's the old dirty little lock like opening. In Vaseline. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's inside the door? Uh, the weekend. It's mm. Nice to see. There we are. Nice. Enjoy yourselves, everybody. Don't forget on Sunday morning, Luke and Andy. And then we'll be back on Monday, of course, after that. Lots of love. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Good wish, then, man. That sounds like a straight-to-video sort of um, <laughs> Good ham man. man. Good wish, then, man. A good ham man. Star- starring Craig Fibra, <laughs> who inexplicably is in One Piece. What? He's like one of the main characters in One Piece. That's, he's done well there, isn't he? Yeah. Don't know One Piece, don't know the actor, although I'm sure if I Googled, I would. Yeah. But I won't. Too late <laughs> for you, isn't it? It's a great little monologue, that. Me. So too late. Yeah, I'm suffering and hurting. Anything past David Beckham scoring that free kick in Greece? <laughs> Culturally, you're not interested. Have a pop back no, at him. No, no. Have a fucking dig back at him. Right. There are some Oasis albums that haven't. <laughs> <after> that. <laughs> they don't count. Yeah. They're they are, they are you know echoes. Don't count. If you want me to stick up for you, brother, just tell me. Right? I'll fucking I'll stick the boot right in. Andy's not here. I'll take him. I'll take him on instead. Yeah. We're getting to midday. I'm going to start getting full on soon. Full so on Campbell. <laughs> the football ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.